incredible, the most audible, hold the applause. Welcome to Anything is Potable, the Boston Celtics podcast here on The Athletic Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional Boston Celtics fan. Might be my only job coming up soon. Um, and I'm joined by Jay King, beat reporter for The Athletic, uh, covering the Celtics. You may know him as the kid, the god, the legend. And um, I don't think we can call you the kid anymore because you are uh, holding your microphone. You have a hurt back, um, but you are you're here to to stand throughout this entire podcast, which is impressive. Yeah, I, I actually recorded a podcast yesterday while sitting and couldn't stand up straight afterward. I I threw out my back while reaching over for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was sitting down at my desk, reached over for a cup of coffee. And then I had to, I couldn't even stand up after it. I had to roll over and lay down on my back on my floor. And that was a couple of days ago. It's still pretty bad. So I bet you're I'm here. Old. You're the here. Old. You're old. You can call me the old. The old, the old man has joined us. And, he, uh, you know, it's fans. We got plans now. That's, that's what basically the, the gist of this episode is about. The NBA, after some initial talks uh, about maybe the NBA Players Association not being fully comfortable returning uh, to play in Orlando, the uh, Players Association issued a statement today about their plans, uh, including kind of the commitment to social justice and what they expect from the league. And then we also got a 113-page document from the league that describes all of the plans coronavirus related uh, for the league in uh, Orlando, including hotel assignments, approved activities um, for every time they play a game of cards. There's going to be a new deck of cards, uh, a very thorough 113 page plan uh, about what Orlando is going to look like. Uh, and it's it's kind of just going to be a wild time. This is they are they are entirely making this up as they go along. Yeah, it is uh, definitely going to be an interesting Orlando stop. I mean, it sounds like they're trying to put together a sleepaway high school basketball camp, like DJ, lawn games, ping pong. They've got a little bit of everything there. I don't know if that's what guys are looking for. There's also a room limit for guests, for players, which could get really interesting. Like how many beds does – how many guest rooms of those does LeBron James get? Does he get four and then like – Alex Caruso gets zero. I don't know how how the haggling for those are going to work. But you know what's also wild? Like when the, everyone first gets there, they have to like stay in their room for forty eight hours. There's just like no contact. Like that's insane. You're just ordering people basically to be in their hotel room for forty eight hours. That's wild. Like that's just not something that I think anyone's prepared for. Yeah, and I mean from a standpoint of of life like they tried to plan for everything they've got barbers they've got manicure people manicurists i believe they're called they've got pedicurists i mean they got golf like some guys might be like might be just a a great vacation to them it still is disney world it still is like a resort but it's just like a very weird set of rules they're gonna be wearing uh like bracelets that say uh monitoring their health the whole time uh that's pretty wild yeah and then there are like limits of you can only hang out with basically with players that are in your hotel. And then the hotels are picked by whichever team has a better record. So the Celtics, because they're in the top group, get the best hotel. And then the Suns, because they shouldn't even be in Orlando at all, get to stay in the shit hotel. 
So there we'll were, talk there about were, this. We'll talk about this later, but we got to think of the best pairing of like people who are going to be in the same hotel room and could possibly be on the same elevator. I saw some tweeters about like Russell Westbrook and uh, Joel Embiid are going to be in the same hotel, like, and they have beef on site. So like, there's potential for some some high uh, high friction uh, moments in these uh, in this resort world. And then players can they're definitely allowed to go to games like we've been talking about a little bit on our podcast. So that could be exciting. It really is like I, I feel like it's a type of place you'd want to go this resort and spend like a week. But being there for like three months. And Whoever wins the finals is going to be there forever. It's going to be wild. Yeah, and the the limited interaction with people, the limited interaction with family members, some of whom won't even be allowed to come to Orlando, is just going to be strange for guys. And it's a lot to ask of players, really. Like there's a, it's a huge commitment for these players to to leave everything, and obviously there are huge financial implications on the line for everyone involved. And that's um, something we'll talk about later in the episode as well. Uh, Jason Tatum uh, eligible for a contract extension, and there are like kind of CBA implications. Um, but he does say he's he plans to play, and so uh, that is something we'll talk about later in the episode. Uh, once we kind of get through all of this, all of the plans, both the NBA uh, players' association plans, uh, as well as the very extensive. There are some fun rules in there. 113 page plan from the NBA how they plan to go to Orlando. Do you think anyone read the whole thing? Oh, I'm sure there's like Keith Smith read the whole thing. Keith Smith read the whole thing and sent back notes. I'd be like, this is not proper use of Disney. He needs to be a, he needs to be a paid consultant. It's amazing that the NBA hasn't hired him. It's upsetting actually. It's like value your own. This guy is literally a Disney expert, and you're going to Disney. I uh. Yeah, I mean, sh- shouts to Shams, <laughs> shouts to Shams too, because Shams, Shams just crushed the news. Like there was, there was an hour span where Shams, sorry, his real name is Shams. Shams was just dropping news after news after news after news, like every other minute for an hour, just totally destroying all the news. So. How long, how long before do you think like most reporters got that document? Did Shams get? I also and want then, to like, apologize to to Keith Smith, the Disney god. When when we were talking about him, I was looking up Shams's Twitter, and <laughs> I was going to say so, like not a warm reception for the the god Keith Smith. I I had to show him the proper respect, the Dis, the Disney I'm, Lord. I'm glad that you did. Now, um, just want to go back to the one thing about the like players' association. Um, putting out a report because there was some talk and there's like classic NBA scandal. Kyrie Irving was involved, um, but different reporters said different things. It sounded like to me, he was just basically like asking the question, like how does this affect the black lives matter movement? And then they kind of had a discussion about that. And clearly um, they put some thoughtful uh, consideration and put out a statement about like uh, what they expect to do uh, in their kind of commitment to social justice. And I thought it was a pretty, cool statement that talks about um, specific things like police accountability and like increased voting. And so, but to me, it didn't say anything specific. Like it's, because, it's, it said that they're going to put more efforts into it. It said they're going to what they, uh, what areas they attempt to address. But to me, if, if you're the players and you're Kyrie Irving and you're Avery Bradley or you're Dwight Howard and, and you're really serious about all this stuff, you don't want just some statement saying we want to 
we want to attack police brutality. Like, yeah, no shit. Of course you do. What are you, what exactly are you going to do? How much money are you going to allocate to this? Like, I, I think the players who are threatening to sit out, who are talking about maybe sitting out that I don't, if I'm them, I, that's not enough for me. Like, you Do you need, think they should have made demands of like owners for like certain commitments well, because ultimately what, Avery, they have much less power. Avery Bradley, did, Avery Bradley put it on the owners in his talk with ESPN, and I, I thought he said some some really smart things. Like like a- Avery's trying to make real change happen, and so I, I appreciate the the comments he made to ESPN about that. But yeah, like like to me, the statement's all nice and everything like that, and it's it's all obviously things that that people want to see happen and all of that is nice but what exactly are you going to do that needs to be the conversation before you know the next step happens to me i know but i don't think also think it's weird to have like the onus on the players to have a like clear action plan in place when we we just saw a giant plan from the nba but they don't haven't like come out and said anything they like each team has handled the situations differently. And I think like the wizards have been the most kind of supportive about like outspoken change. And, but, but like the, the statement could have been like more demanding of the owners. Like Avery Bradley said, we want the owners to, to give more back to the black communities in NBA cities, or do we want the owners to do this, 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 and this. And, and maybe those conversations are going on behind the scenes. I'm sure we're not privy to a lot of that, but at, at some point there's going to need to be more specifics happening than the statement they put out to me, at least. I guess so. I just think it's like the, it's like why reliant on the players to kind of say what the message should be. Like there's people out there who've been talking about like white supremacy, racial injustice. Like they're like the, there's clearly things that could be done in terms of like more support from a corporate thing. It's just like weird to kind of require the players to be like great basketball players and then also provide the solutions. Like the NBA, I think could be like much more out in front. I agree. I think the players kind of had an opportunity to like make more demands. Um, but it was interesting. Cause like there was like some immediate backlash to Kyrie, which was just kind of uh nonsense. Whereas like the one guy was like, he's doing this to be uh like trying to get LeBron not to have a title or things like that. That that was frankly absurd, but I'm very curious to see what the NBA does in response. Cause like they haven't issued a plan like for social justice, the teams haven't, I'm curious like what the Celtics would do. Um, Cause it's like an interesting kind of thing. Like like the Celtics like use police as uh, and at the garden, like, they do heroes among us that oftentimes our police is like this, like what is the Celtics stance on this moving forward? And so I do think there's like more onus on the the teams to kind of step up because they are the ones with like the major resources. Um, and Wash wrote about this in the Globe yesterday about how like the Celtics do a lot of things, but they're also could be doing more. And um, I guess I'm more curious about what the team per- perspective is like the players. They, they're not like experts on social justice and like, they don't have like actually the power they do have money, but it's like, I don't know that that shouldn't, I don't think the responsibility should fall on them uh, entirely. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, they're basketball players, you know, like obviously they're famous. Obviously they have a platform that very few people have, 
but they're basketball players. And they're also, a lot of them are sick right now with, with some of the stuff that's going on and some of the stuff that hasn't changed and should have changed a long, long time ago. So I, I get it. The To me, it, it seems like the players are not divided, but like, like if they all come together right now, I feel like they could make more change toward whatever thing they they want to put those efforts into. Like I said, like like Avery Bradley kind of said, we want the owners. Well, and I'm sure these are conversations they're having. Well, what are the demands? And then uh, I don't want to make this. This is obviously a serious conversation. I think Kyrie helped bring up some very important points. I think Kyrie, like he took some heat that probably wasn't at all deserved. Um, and, I mean, but I understand it because of Kyrie's past, but that doesn't mean we can't evaluate his specific action here as a union yeah, vice and, president, like bringing up a topic of discussion. And I think the one thing he did was give, he empowered all the other players to stand up because it felt for a while, like the stars were just driving this and it was LeBron James and it was Stephen Curry. And it was like all the big, big name guys. And, a lot of those guys, they have real reason to go to the bubble and play, and everybody has different incentives in this. So I think Kyrie kind of empowered everybody else to have a voice, which I think was important. But I do have to say that the funniest report I've seen in years was the after someone tweeted that Kyrie talked to players about creating their own league. <laughs> there was another report saying that Kyrie left the group chat afterward after it leaked to the press after someone reported oh wow it. he was so because he was so pissed off that it leaked yeah so that that was my favorite moment of see those are the those are the inter dynamics that i think are going to make the um the bubble a wild experience because it is a summer camp it's an isolated summer camp for these guys who have like very intense games and like uh they're all in the same hotel. They're going to be playing cards against each other. Like they're going to be playing golf against each other. It's like constant. It's only going to be inter NBA players pretty much interacting with NBA players. And then like the 20 other staff from each of the, um, it's going teams. to be, it's going to be like mighty ducks too. like team Iceland and team USA are just going to have just beef beef the entire time through Gunnar Stahl is AKA <laughs> AKA Joel Embiid is just going to stir shit up. It's going to be fantastic. Think of the free agency implications for down the line. Like we're so many conversations, like these guys really bonded at team USA. And then like, they decided to play together. Like what relationships are formed at the bubble are going to like directly impact the alignment of talent in the league, like over the next five years. Like what if Giannis just like really becomes great friends with whoever, like some guy that like whoever has cap space and is just like, you know what? This feels right. Like, this is what we want to do. We have no idea what's going to happen. What if Giannis yeah. falls in basketball love with someone and is just like, you know what? We got to play together now. What if he and you know player X become huge ping pong rivals and and they don't want to stop playing ping pong every single day? <laughs> yeah. What if they're like go Forrest Gump style and just start playing ping pong against the um against themselves? Do Who you knows? think Gordon Hayward will ever lose in ping pong in the bubble? He's a heavy favorite. Um, I'm sure he'll probably lose a game or two, but see, here's the thing. They, they should make the, like the ping pong rooms and the game rooms. I know that the, probably the players would not like this, but you got to go real world style. And like, that's content right there. We all, we want to see what like the players interacting and like talking shit while they're playing ping pong. Like 
people are desperate for sports. We got sports on sports. Yeah, give us real world shit. <laughs> they Agreed. should they should sell the rights. Like have players agree to that. Get pay them some amount of money to just have their ping pong games filmed or have their manicures and pedicures. I, I want to hear what what. We gotta get we gotta get an in at in the in the in the bubble. We need to get a contact. Yeah. Maybe we have gotta to talk to Grant. But, I mean, he's on our podcast feed. Grant and Taco. We can maybe uh maybe they can report live from the bubble. Because we, we gotta, gotta hear gotta, like the conversations Russell Westbrook has with his manicurist. You know, like I'm sure like, he's what is polite. what is James Harden saying to his barber while he's getting his haircut? Th- those are things that that are really important to me. Are dudes just like talking shit as they pass each other in the hallway? Like uh. What are they like? They say they're gonna have DJ sets. Like what? A, just a bunch of dudes just like vibing to some Tiesto. Like what is what is going on? What was that sh- really shitty DJ that uh, last year the Celtics against the Kings? He performed at halftime. Do you remember? Oh yeah, what was his name? Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was a terrible show. But it's gonna be like that. It's like a bunch of weird. Like, do you think Pitbull's gonna be there? I bet Pitbull has do, to be there. Do you think that whoever made these rules realized that? NBA players are like, like in a lot of cases, like young twenties, and and they're not like gonna want to just like sit around all day playing ping pong and listening to DJ sets and shit. Well, they're when like they're, gonna have to though, like when there are no girls around, they get a guest. I think it's the, one I think thing listening to DJ, listening to music, wild. dancing if there's if there's girls, but this is gonna be the ultimate sausage fest in the bubble. It, it absolutely is, but there's rules about guests. There's rules about, like, who you can leave. Like, if you leave, then, like, everyone who comes to the bubble has to have crazy, like, three-day quarantines and multiple tests. Like, I guess we're going to find out who, the, like, the horniest players are. Like, who, we'll find out if someone leaves the bubble just to have sex. Like, it's a wild – so much of the microscope is going to be on the NBA because it's so contained that it's just – I don't like all of the stories, it, like the texting of reporters, the leaks. I don't know what's going to go on. It's, the other it's, part of this, the bubble snitch hotline. Bubble snitches are going to be huge. There's going to be so many bubble snitches. Game three of the NBA finals, it's going to be like Robin Lopez is calling the league office <laughs> to say that LeBron James left the bubble. It is going to be – and then like – I feel like like the the bubble snitch is going to well that even is going just to pop like, up at some point. Like well, there will be reports about bubble snitches. There will be debate about bubble snitches. That that's going to be a thing. There is going to be someone who leaves, and someone's someone's going to be snitching. It's think about be, it on Twitter. Like someone someone in Orlando is like, "Yo, I saw this player out at this club or something." There is an actual hotline for it, which is is insane. I thought you were initially saying just like bubble snitching in terms of like leaking stories about team dynamics to the press. Oh no, no you're talking about the official hotline of like for people complain. who leave the bubble. There is a hotline for other players to complain, uh, and there are sanctions. The league can it like can start fining you, and it goes up to uh, suspension, and then they can kick you out of the bubble. The league has taken the authority to kick you out of the bubble. If you Who's bubble. most likely to get kicked out of the bubble? That's a good question. I don't know. Who's just like constantly going to be leaving? Well, I think who can't be contained. I think like the the teams that have no chance are going to be the ones more tempted because like someone on the Suns, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like which someone on the Spurs like. Would Popovich stand for that? 
I, it might, it might be pop. Bit. Pop might just leave and be like, "I'm not. I'm not about this." Yeah, like I, I don't know. Zion. What if Zion left? What if Zion was just like, "Fuck this shit, man. <laughs> I want to go." I mean, they literally they are at Disney, so they're like, "I'm looking at the athletic article now." Like, they can go to the Animal Kingdom, the Wild Africa Trek, fishing, golfing, bowling. Like, it is going to be summer camp. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are not activities guys normally would ever do under they any might. circumstances. They might like they play cards, they play ping pong. They might yeah. go to the zoo. I don't know what like they're normal. Like they're, I feel like they're going to be pretty preoccupied playing games. It's not like they're going to have that much downtime. They did like release a hour by hour schedule of what a, a person's like a player's schedule would look at like on a game day. They only have like two hours of free time because of like shoot arounds and warm ups and things like that. It's too bad Terry Rozier wasn't in the bubble. I feel like Terry Rozier would have Terry, been. Terry Rozier, because he's good at content. He's a good poster. We need, uh, basically, because all most of the media is going to be outside the bubble, we need the people in the bubble to be creating that, uh, that content for the people like us who have been so thirsty for it. I also think if it's that easy to leave the bubble where you have to have a snitch hotline about it, <laughs> there are going to be guys plotting to leave. I mean, but they're going to have the bracelet on. Is the bracelet going to track if they leave the bubble? But the bracelet is voluntary, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, then I take that. I think the bracelet take that sucker up before you leave the bubble. <laughs> Plus, I mean, every, everyone's seen movies. Like, all you do is just take the bracelet off and put it on your bed, and nobody knows you're gone until the morning. All, what, what movies are that where they have the extensive bracelet tracking? I was thinking First Kid was – Classic Sinbad. Didn't he do that? I don't even remember if it was that movie. Um, I don't remember enough about First Kid, but that sounds like a the kind of wacky hijinks the first kid would get into to dupe his secret service. So I'm I'm all the way there with you. <laughs> all right, yeah. I just what, wanted to bring up First Kid. I'm glad that you did. It was a, it showed more uh more personality than you normally like willing to show. It's a Sinbad fan, big Sinbad guy. I wasn't really a big Sinbad guy, but uh that movie was that movie got to me. <laughs> that moved you. Is there anything else from like the the uh, testing, the 113 page plan? The ho- oh yeah, the hotel assignments. So the Celtics are in there with uh, the Bucks. I can't remember the top four. Raptors. Who's the other team in the East? Uh, the Pacers. No, the Heat. No, no, the Heat, and then the top four teams in the West. Who is like the most interesting person the Celtics is, are going to interact with? Like LeBron. Jimmy and- Butler is going to start beef. Jimmy Butler is just going to be with who though? I mean, it, they're living in a hotel together. Jimmy Butler is going to be banging on people's doors at three in the morning. He wakes up at three thirty in the morning, and goes to work out. He's just going to be slamming on everybody's doors. Oh, that's right. I mean, do you think that they have to be like separated by floors? I would assume. But like I don't know the relationships of like you go people up to on the, other teams. You're on the sixth floor. You go up to the seventh floor. You know. Well, you, each per, each each team has like one security guard who's like. Do you think he stands up to Jimmy Butler? Or does he go the other way? Does he does he, he feed Jimmy Butler players room numbers so that Jimmy can then cause havoc? It depends we, how much we Jimmy need to talk about these we, security guards as possible accomplices. Have they been verified? Yeah. I mean, the Celtics, I don't think they – Marcus Smart kind of has beef with Russell Westbrook, but they're not in the same hotel. I'm trying to think of, like, the um, 
anyone who would who do you think the most interesting person like we would find out that like a Celtics player is hanging out with Donovan Mitchell because they're boys with Donovan Mitchell Donovan Mitchell oh he is in the uh the top tier hotel recruiting Donovan Mitchell away because he hates Rudy Gobert so much yeah but I mean they just they really like him like they they played four of them played Team USA with him they became tight with him I think Donovan Mitchell will be spending a lot of time with the Celtics in Disney. I'm ready to start that rumor right now. I'm starting it right now. Celtics, serious interest in Donovan Mitchell, upcoming free agency. Yeah, I mean, until he signs a max contract with the Jazz, which is basically inevitable. But is he? Is it inevitable? I would assume so. Yes. I was trying to do a sneaky, a smooth transition to uh, the Jason Tatum contract, but uh, you didn't, you didn't follow my lead there. I mean, you got to make your own transitions happen. You, <laughs> you can't rely on me to make your transitions. Happen. You are standing up. How are we doing this far in? How's the back feeling? It's it's struggling. I've had to switch the hand that I'm holding the mic with a few times because my back was just seizing up. So well, but you're powering through. People didn't know podcasting is a contact sport. I really like yesterday. I podcasted and. I couldn't move. I just couldn't move for like for hours after that. It was, it's been tough. I'm going to, I'm going to need to rely on you some more because I know there's a Jason Tatum angle, uh, something to do with this contract, but I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I just read the tweets. I have not clicked on any of the stories. I just saw that he's coming back to play and that there's, that's, that's how to prepare for a podcast. Let me tell you. Um, so yeah, the, they're obviously like there was uh, I'm a professional fan, damn it. You're the reporter. There are a group of players, including Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, who are potentially up for maximum contract extensions this offseason, who have reportedly voiced their concerns about that because there's an increased risk of injury. You know, guys have been away from the game for months now, and they're gonna be jumping right back in with eight games of regular season and then straight into playoff basketball. So guys are worried. They've been worried about their their contracts. They've been worried about all that. Um, there's talk now that, that people have at least speculated um, or bandied about, if you will, that, that the league should maybe consider letting max contract guys sign their extensions before everything comes back, which that doesn't make sense to me because that just – breaks up every obviously this is an unprecedented time it's only it's like only if they get offered the max like what if a team is then like it would have I'm to not be because that, you the you, max now and so you can't resign it now like it's just a weird thing to only because then it's un, entirely under the team's control of whether or not they offer a max and then i guess so if both parties agree but it, i agree that it's like a weird thing to do with transactions in general yeah like if you're gonna make that if you're going to make that change, like where do those changes stop? Like what about the guys who are actually free agents this summer and have, you know, and are not playing any more games, like tons, tons more money. Why, why is it just the guys with possible max extensions this year who get that extra security? So. Yo, Jay, you cut off your mic. The standing while podcasting has come down, but I think it's like an interesting point, especially for guys who like are on the teams that don't, Aren't playing right now. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but the the standing was good. You you handled it well. But you're right. I just don't like – there's talk about maybe an insurance plan for like the 
uh, these players, uh, but how do you like set what that money is? I guess it's easier because you want like assume that they're going to get that max contract. And so, you know, exactly like then you, we like the Celtics know exactly what the met, like Jason Tatum payment was going to be in total. And so like, there's a value on uh, an easy, like can kind of take out that insurance policy. And I mean, Tatum is going to get the max. He is, he is going to get the max one way or another. Um, so yeah, that that was it's, that's interesting to me because you know a lot of players have incentive to go to the bubble because they want to make their money this year, and you know the players would have real losses if they don't resume the season, and then maybe you know the owners could rip up the CBA. The next CBA may look different, may look worse for the players. They're, well, that brings us back to the the first thing we talked about is like the owners can rip up the CBA at any point. It's like interesting because you're talking about like the NBA players making demands about um, like social justice issues. But it's like, do the owners then use that as like a negotiating tool, like to get more money? Like we'll do this or spend more money on that. It's like an interesting time where the players are kind of in this precarious position because most of the players need to play and like get that money because they are not like the top tier in the league. And so um I understand the incentive to play for most players just because they like that is their job and main way of getting well, like a contract and their next contract and like performing well. Um, But it's also kind of crazy. Like John Wall came out today. He did an interview with a friend of the pod, Fred Katz, and he said he wouldn't feel comfortable playing and he wouldn't play uh, strictly because of like he doesn't think it's safe Corona wise. And so um, it's just like an interesting choice that, all of the players have to make. And like, uh, I glad they like, they kind of came together and like made a, a choice moving forward. But I understand if people don't want to play and there's even provisions for that in the, in the plan, like certain players, if they have a health risk, they can be designated. Um, they don't have to play and they won't lose their contracts. Uh, but other people who just object to playing basically like, on their own, uh, they do get docked like a fraction of their paychecks prorated. Yeah, and apparently it's up to teams to decide whether they want to take away the pay. So you could see teams like ruin a relationship with a player because he doesn't want to to go to the bubble, and like that would be yeah. a of attention to me if I'm a player and my team doesn't have to find me, and I have legitimate reasons for not going, and I, I don't whether it's for social justice, whether it's for your of you don't want to be away from your family for months. Like there are legitimate reasons for players not to want to go to the bubble, whether it's for, you know, the guy who wants to preserve his earnings for a free agency or whatever. Or they like find that, out because of screening, they're like have a health risk. They didn't even know about like, they're going to have like, well, I think like, a whole bunch of reasons. guys will still get paid if, if they're, Oh yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So, but like if, if you decide not to go for what you think are legitimate reasons and then your team has the option to pay you and decides not to like that could, that's gonna That'd be, be so dumb. Like players would take notice. Like we talk about Danny Ainge getting a bad reputation for trading Isaiah Thomas when he was hurt and things like that. But like, that's the first way to just piss like the whole players off. Yeah, and it, it's just interesting to me because everybody has a different incentive here. And like we said, like Jason Tatum, he's got millions of millions and millions of dollars online just for staying healthy throughout the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, same thing. Like there are a lot of guys who are going to be free agents, and then. There are other guys who are, are living paycheck to paycheck. And that sounds weird talking about with NBA players because they make so much money, but it's the truth. 
and especially guy on a, a rookie deal, um, like guys who aren't superstars don't have those two-way guys, like the guys who are just still deals. trying to make it. People like yeah. G League, like there's like only a limited checks, number of spots. Yeah, those game checks matter to people, and and the next CBA, what like if if it if a disaster happens, and by whatever chance, like the NBA was to not have this season and then have a extended lockout for next season, like th- that could be like disaster for some guys. So everybody has different incentives here. And it's just really interesting. And then you, you, you add the, the black lives matter movement and the social justice, the quest for social justice. And it's like so many of the most, and then on top of that, the, the, the crazy health risk right now where Orlando and Florida are becoming the epicenter of the virus in this country. Oh yeah. They just tested the Orlando airport. It was like, no, that was fake news. The, it was the, literally fake news. The governor said the wrong numbers. Yeah. Well, the governor should be kind of more but, responsible with still, this, what like, he's saying out there. Like there's, we're in the midst of the craziest global pandemic. The civil Florida rights is going, going up. The civil rights movement is as active as it's been that I can remember at least. Um, and money for these guys, the, there are billions of dollars on the line for the league and millions of dollars on the line for players. So it's just like the stakes here are just enormous and everyone has a different perspective of it all. And it's, it's wild. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's why you can see why MLB is, is being struggling. What MLB is doing and struggling to find a solution. But I mean the Celt- the the Celtics, the NBA, they just had to figure out, you know, eight games in a playoffs. It's not it's not that crazy. And still there's a hundred and thirteen page memo about it. Hundred and thirteen fucking pages. They got and that's, DJs, that's a living got document. <laughs> they got lawn games. Players are just gonna be playing cornhole. They really I really do believe they, they feel like players are like thirteen year old like eighth graders. <laughs> Who do you think is gonna have the best mask uh like the mask fashion game is going to be like Russell Westbrook's going to go crazy on it because indoors masks are still required. There's another rule about that. Like on the court, if you're on the bench, if you're in the second row, you have to be wearing a mask. If you're in the front row, you don't have like have to be, but you're obviously still allowed to. And like some coaches oh, yeah. have to. There will be mask fashion statements. The team mask game. And like, what if they all say the same statement uh, coordination? I think it's going to be, it's going to be wild. It, it, it's an entirely new Everything is new. It's everything. We have no idea what's going to happen. There's no way to predict it. It's a wild times. Yeah, I mean, 113 page memo. I was some of the some of the things in the memo were just like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, they're thorough. They're thorough. They they had to be thorough because guys are going to be there for, in some cases, for more than three months. Do you think they're going to establish like ping pong rules, like every time, like? each person serves five times and then you switch to the next person. All games are to 21 win by two. Like how, how much level of details do you think they're going to get inside the bubble? Who's also enforces all these rules. Are there's just like NBA police or like hall monitors here who are just the like snitch hotline. the snitch hotline enforces it all. It's, it's entirely self-policed. Like the equipment manager for one team is going to be like spying on other teams to try and get uh, the snitch hotline going. It's a bubble, man. It's a bubble. Life in the bubble. Life in the bubble. Life on our podcast. All right. I mean, I mean, we're it's an insane new situation, and so we will be here to try to try to break it down for you moving forward. Definitely, kind of uh, as the season returns, increase the number of podcasts. And so, if you enjoy the podcast, want to support us, uh, 
rate us, subscribe, download us, share with your friends, kind of telling uh, word of mouth is a great way to tell people about the podcast. Be like, hey, this is the best Celtics podcast there is um, ever. It's, uh, ever. Uh, that is useful. If you want to read Jay's work at The Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com slash anything is potable. You get a some sort of discount and uh, you get to read all the writers of The Athletic and get access across the Athletic Podcast Network. But thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week. And we have I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but there's going to be something because there's going to be new developments because all of this is insane. Bubble. Bubble life. Bubble talk, baby. Bubble talk. So thank you for listening to this episode of Anything is Potable.